Hey everyone, welcome to Pieces of You, a show about life through the lens of four fierce and resilient women who lost their moms too damn soon. Each episode will feature stories to inspire hope, healing, and connection. Because if we work together, we can make the broken better. Hey everyone, this is Shadia, and I am the host of Episode 5, The Making of Pieces of You podcast. This episode contains a content warning related to the topic of mother loss. Please check the show notes for a more detailed description. I'm innately a producer and I want to know behind the scenes how things are done and created. So I thought this would be perfect for the episode that I'm going to host. I'm excited to have with me my co-hosts. We have Christine, Sarah, and Erin. Hey, ladies. Hello. How y'all doing? (laughs) Good. Excited. (laughs) Nervous. Okay. Well, don't get ahead. That's my first question. I want to know in one word how you're feeling today. I feel like it's really important to have our audience know like where we're at mentally because we're not always going to be amazing. We're not always going to be set. We're just, you know, so let's start with that. Christine, you want to start? Yes. (laughs) I have a made up word that I like to use. It's nerva-sighted, nerva-sighted. You stole mine. That I think is that's not real. Uh, that's a real word. That's my word. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can have the same word, Shadia. Okay, that's fine. Yes, of course. That's okay. A- Love it. You're nerva-sighted. Okay. Sarah? I have anxiety. That is my word. My heart is beating really fast. It's kind of hard to think clearly, but it's also like total excitement at the same time. So right yeah. there with you. I think my word today is uh, flighty. I feel really flighty. I got a lot of stuff going on this week. I'm really busy and like I'm excited for this, but I just like my overall is I'm just like whew, flighty, like my brain's everywhere all at once. Yeah. So, are you productive yeah. when you're flighty or are you like can't get anything done? Yeah, to the point of burnout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, just like underlying anxiety issues, super chill. So. <laughs> <laughs> super chill. I'm like one of those people that if I have one thing to do, I will never get it done. Like mm-hmm. I procrastinate on that crap till I'm blue in the face. And then I have like 500 things and I'm like, bam, checklist, checklist, checklist. Yes. I think that, I relate, Shadia. Same. Yes. I think that's like a psychological phenomenon that must have a name because that's very real. Yeah. Let's well, make up a name. Let's, let's make up a name. <laughs> Speaking of names, let's get that was a terrible transition. <laughs> uh, let's get to the making of. So on this pod, I want to talk about give everybody like a behind the scenes of you know how this podcast came to be, like how all four of us got connected, and then what it took to really bring the podcast to life like tactically. None of us have ever produced a podcast before, I think. Can you tell? <laughs> Don't even get me started about my tech technological <laughs> issues this morning. And then, like, along with that, just, like, our hesitancies about the podcast, what we're nervous for, what we're excited for. It's obviously a really vulnerable conversation that we're going to be having. So it's important to recognize what's really going on inside us and what, what we're nervous about sharing, all those things. So... Christine, I just want to get started with you about what prompted this podcast and like, how did this pieces of you come to be? 
Okay, so time is a mystery right now because of the pandemic. So dates, I'm not so sure on all of that. Mm-hmm. But all four of us are actually part of a nonprofit called She Climbs Mountains that serves motherless daughters. So in the fall of 2019, Shadia and I were getting ready to launch our programming for girls called Girls Rise Up. Somehow in that madness, we ended up having a conversation about, oh, someday we should do a podcast. I don't remember exactly. I think we were on the phone and and it, it, mm-hmm. but the timing yep. was te- the timing was terrible terrible because we were like so in deep with this launch for Girls Rise Up. Fast forward again, sometime in the spring, Sarah and Aaron, they are facilitators for a young adult group through She She Climbs Mountain. So I have frequent conversations as the founder of the organization. I have frequent conversations with them about their work. And we were on a call. I think Aaron mentioned a podcast and then Sarah was like, oh, I'd like to do that too. I was like, well, actually, <laughs> Shadia and I have already talked about this. The four of us should have a conversation. And it, it was months after that, that we actually had the conversation, but we did. And and here we are. I mean, it's just, it, it astounds me. Those tiny little steps that bring you to this point. It's amazing. Just had a flashback when you were telling that story. I remember I was changing on, like we were Zoom calling and I just remember like we were frazzled and ru- like I was rushing and I just heard you say podcast. I was like, I want to do like, I want to do a podcast. <laughs> so that's crazy. I wouldn't have thought of that. And fast forward, I don't know how long it was warm out. I know. Wow. I, I think you're right. But then we didn't really start working on it until this last fall. This yeah. fall. Which I mean, what is that now? Like eight, nine months preparing and granted we this is not our whole casual (laughs) so very casual yeah every time we're like does this work no 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 does this work anyways so it's kind of crazy how long it's taken but also we weren't in a rush which i think was really nice that we were like let's be thoughtful about this none of us really know what we're doing there's no need (laughs) to rush it out into the world and we all have a million other things going on so i think that was like a little bit less stressful for all of us Mm Let's just talk about like how we met. Obviously, it was via Zoom. I've actually never met Aaron in person. What? Isn't that? I've never met yeah. Shadia in person. No. <laughs> I was thinking about that. That I was like, mm-hmm. it's all been via Zoom because it's mm-hmm. been pandemic world. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot wait to meet you and hug you. I know. Oh, Are you a hugger? So many hugs. It's so much. Yes. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, if you're yeah, if you're not, I'm you're gonna be so much. A so hugger. much. Absolutely. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Who wants to talk about how we came up with this name? I don't I've been very vocal okay. about it, but I yeah, that's actually true. And I feel like it's been a lot of pressure to come up with pieces of you. Mm-hmm. First of all, we had like a full list. I mean, I think we probably had a couple hundred names. Like I was having people send me names and then we would go through <laughs> to see if they were taken. And usually the ma- large majority were taken. Yeah, that was yeah, sad. That's right. A lot of and names then, are taken for like trauma and grief and dead moms, sadly. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, people yeah. die. So there's that. But then let's just get to the song. We were like, we need a custom mm. song. And that's mm-hmm. really where we ended up, I think, pulling it from. I know we're all having aha moments like, oh, yeah, that's right. Christine, the song. My connection with the, well, they're not called the ukuleles anymore. They're called the Gemini's. These two women that play the ukulele and they, ukule- oh, why can't I say that word? You know what I mean? Ukuleles, and, yeah. And they um, they write their own music and they do covers as well. But 
I know one of the women because she actually rents a unit that um, I do property management for. I first had her involved actually with the Girls Rise Up launch. Um, the two of them played at our launch. And so when we were talking about music, I was like, why don't I ask them if they would write something for us? And they were amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have the chills. I have the chills. I feel like yeah. it only took like two rounds, maybe three. The first round, we all were like, what? Will you just pull this out? And <laughs> for those of you who haven't heard it, you'll hear it at the end of mm-hmm. this specific episode. But I don't think they're motherless daughters. And for them to be able they're to not. really connect the words to us yeah, is amazing. I think you're right on edits. It wasn't very many. There were a few lyrics that we asked them to shift just based on what we value as far as like sharing our stories. That was Mm -hmm. something we wanted to tie in. Um, But it was quick, quick turnaround and really beautiful work. And I think that illustrates too, like how much thought, because the, like you said, it was just a couple very minor edits, but there was so much intention behind each word. Yeah. I really, I really appreciated them during the process of kind of tweaking those lyrics and editing it because them not being motherless daughters and us coming back with these tweaks and with why we wanted them like very intentional behind it. They were super open and very respectful of us wanting to kind of change those. Um, which I, I like really appreciated. Like they were very open, like make this make sense for you because we don't, we haven't experienced this. So make it make sense and feel right for you and your audience and everything. So, so to bring this full circle, the way that we came up with the name was from the lyrics from the song. So the first line of the song is when you feel like you need glue to put back pieces of you, then we will work together to make the broken better. And so that just felt like the right direction that we should go. And I'm really excited with the name. And I think all of us perceive that name a bit differently, um, which I think is fascinating in itself. To me, pieces of you is like, I take it as like pieces of me, like every everything around me plays into pieces of me. My past, the good, the bad, the positive, the negative, the trauma, like everything has created me to be the way that I am today. And I accept that and into the future. So, um, and also like physically pieces of me or my mom. So there's that as well. I agree with that, Shadia, for me. And then also sometimes I think of it as like pieces of you, more of this like thinking in like the third person of like pieces of my mother Mm -hmm. or like, you know, like pieces of like our mothers like here. Uh And we are kind of putting pieces of like them into us sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Kind of fitting that grief, that person, who they were, our relationship with them into us, kind of like picking up those pieces a little bit. Sometimes that is also like the visual or the sentiment to me as well. Everything both of you said, plus like psychologically, just like this idea that we are fragments, like of we have so many parts of ourselves that Mm -hmm. can conflict sometimes or just like such multidimensional beings. And, And that's much more, I think, relate just to anyone, whether you've lost your mom or anyone close to you or not, like we're all so complex and Mm -hmm. this idea. And I think our cover art 
you know, we tried to kind of capture that essence too with like the mosaic image of just, yeah, we're so many different pieces. Everything you're saying actually resonates. I don't think I feel differently at all. But I was thinking about the cover art, Sarah, when you say that, and we, we were talking about how we have those, some of the pieces are overlapping. That's meaningful mm-hmm. to me because I think that's real. It's not like a puzzle where it's like fits perfectly together. Like there are these pieces that overlap and they, you know, the chain, the colors change because of that. Or, you know, and I think that is a good metaphor. That was also a very intentional editing process. Like we very much so back and forth. And my sister did the graphics, Mm -hmm. which was so fun. Thank you, Mari. Thank you, Mari. She was so patient with us. Yeah. I mean, I think at the first, I mean, she gave us such great even options in the beginning. And then we kept like, you know, redirecting, guiding, and she just ended up just nailing it. Actually, we should talk about, that was probably the thing that came last was our logo, the most recently. But those images, we were debating even putting the images in there. Like, should we put them in? Does it make sense? Is it going to look like a family of images? And I'm so glad that we ended up putting them in there and that they, I, um, mine is the name Hattie and that's a tattoo on my wrist. Then there's a ring on there, which <laughs> I don't need to fully get into it. I will probably another time, but that ring my mom gave me and it's like two hands of the heart. And I, in gym class, I ended up like stepping on it and smashing it. I've never gotten it fixed, but I should get it fixed sometime. Um, so I don't know. Shadia, that did that happen after she died? Yeah. Right after, like probably a year after. Aww. So it was so funny. When I was taking the picture of it, I was holding the ring like up. And then all of a sudden I was like, I'm going to turn my hand over. And I was like, of course, this is like my mom, like, come on, making this happen that I would put it right by my tattoo. So, yeah. Oh, cool. I love that. I recently found that picture of me and my mom that um, it's me with a perm. Thank you love very it. much. They're back. It's like a mullet perm, though. I'm like, what is that? But I loved it, I think. How often did you get perms? Just curious. Was that a regular thing? No, no. Uh-uh. Okay. that was like it was special. Like, it was like a couple year span. I don't know anyone who's gotten perms, so is it like a <laughs> once a year thing? Well, I no, I mean, I was like, I was like fourteen. But, so but she's cute. asking like the, like how often, like what's Wait, how often did you have to get the? I'm perm? like, I don't, I don't do that now. Okay, I thought yes, making it sound like we were in the present time. Um, okay, I mean, I probably did it. I want to say maybe a couple times a year mm-hmm. that I did it. It was real tight in the beginning, and then it was relaxed down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never yes. got a perm, but. So that picture, um, my mom, she has very short hair. So that is after she has been through um, treatment, and her hair is just starting to grow back. So I'm not exactly sure on the timing of that, to be honest with you, but I think it was close to when, like, she actually was in remission back then, two years from date of surgery. If there was no cancer found, you were in remission. So yeah. I think it was close to that because she's looking healthy. Like her face, like she, you can't tell because it's a black and white photo in on our logo, but she has color and she was so silly and funny and she's kind of got that energy in that picture. And I was so happy, which I don't honestly feel like I always emanate anymore, you know? So I feel like it's something I really want to bring back to myself is that joy. Um, and so I feel like that picture is just joy. So... I love that picture because it emanates joy. Like I look at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, like it just feels so nice. Good. That was my intention. (laughs) Good. Mm -hmm. My image is the one, it's the little charm bracelet with the heart that says mother on it. The story behind that 
actually have a lot of my mom's jewelry. Um, she was a big jewelry person and I have a lot of them. Um, so that bracelet, I was maybe 11 or 12. And for a mother's day present, I went to the little gift shop in her hometown. Shout out to anyone who remembers on the Avenue gift shop in Belgrade, Minnesota. It's no longer there, <laughs> unfortunately, but Shut they were like up. a flower shop and a little gift oh, shop. Oh, I love it. Did they have penny candy? Did it have penny? No, 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 they didn't have that. But, um, no, I often (laughs) would buy my mom like mother's day flowers or little trinkets from that place. Yeah. I became very well known to those ladies there. Um, so anyways, the bracelets were from there and I bought her, like I bought us matching bracelets for mother's day one year. And there was one that said daughter when she died, you know, you have the choice to like put things in the casket Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, yeah, super Oh, I'm like getting like all sorts of feelings talking about that, which is a whole other, we can talk about a lot of that in like a boundaries episode. Um, I put the daughter bracelet in her casket with her because that was like my bracelet because I wanted a part of me to be with her. And then I kept the mother bracelet, the one that she would wear. So that's, that's like the little, little mother bracelet that I keep. That's powerful. That's so beautiful. Yeah. And you so, were 16 and you made that choice? That's sure amazing. Was. That's, yep. wow. Mm-hmm. That's what I was just thinking. I was like, <laughs> I don't, I mean, I was younger, but still I wasn't making those choices. Yeah. You know, really, I have a lot of instances that I remember like that, like making these very like, and like weird to think of me making those choices at such a young age, like during that. And again, like that could be a whole other topic, but yeah, making those very intentional choices. I've always mm. been an intentional person with that. I attach memories and meaning to like inanimate objects and it's hard for me to let go of things. So Mm -hmm. that's always been my MO. So that was definitely (laughs) a part of that process after she died. So it's a lot of wisdom Mm -hmm. for such a young person. I agree. Wow. Once in a while. (laughs) Every once in a while. I got it. (laughs) Well, you like overrode. I don't know if that's even a word. Like the, the 16 year old brain isn't even supposed to be able to like Mm-mm. Yeah. Like fathom. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. stuff that large. And I think that yeah, like yeah. you're saying, Aaron speaks to, you know, we'll touch on this more in future episodes, but like how you're forced to grow up. Right. And to like fulfill certain expectations and like mm-hmm. fill the gaps and yeah. take on responsibility when no one wants to do it, but you know, it needs to be done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So also to do that in a moment of tragedy really, Mm -hmm. you know, and like a lot of times there's a lot of clouded thinking in those times. Um, so that, I don't know, just that you had that clarity too. Anyway, obviously I'm really struck by that. Mm -hmm. I too. I didn't know that. Isn't this Mm -hmm. kind of fun that like, I know the the things that we don't know about each other. Um, Wait, before Sarah goes, I, cause I, I I don't want to cut you off Sarah, but I just have to share Mm -hmm. from our mini episodes learning that Aaron's mom and Shadia's mom share so much of this fashion makeup thing. I, I mean, know. Aaron, I know the you're talking about jewelry, sticks. but like, but I, I was I like, know. holy shit. Like there, can I do mm-hmm. that on the, pa- can I say yeah. that on the pack? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. We oh, are, right. we are, we are explicit. So oh, we're explicit. Yeah. So okay. Okay. Sorry, oh, good. Audience, that's right. We, we deal with that. F yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which by the way, if, if Sarah. no one has listened to the first four mini episodes yet, go back and listen to that because you can hear some of the similarities between our moms. So yeah. What I Christine's was like, talking about. They are friends right now. Oh, like they, they are. are. 
They're like, oh my God, my daughters are starting a podcast. And I love that. I just listened to, well, yours this weekend. Like I obviously Mm -hmm. wasn't a part of it. Literally, we've just jumped into creating this podcast. It hasn't, we haven't done like a get to know you, you know? Um, And I haven't been in any like retreats or workshops with you. And so when I heard that, I was like, holy crap. And the Avon thing that your mom (gasps) Mm. did Avon and my mom did Avon way. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> I totally agree. They are like in their bright ass colors wherever oh, yeah. they are, mm-hmm. just living their They're best like lives. Swapping lipstick shades. Oh, like, shit, oh yes. yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, Sarah. <laughs> well, like, that's actually bringing up kind of like a memory I had suppressed for a while about my mom. So my mom died when I was very young. Many of my memories are not my own memories per se, but things people told me. And I remember someone saying to me, this was like, it's like the beginning of the heartbreak when you like, I remember people um, like adults telling me what my mom was, um, I guess this would have been when she realized she was going to die, like what she was like, so like worried about not being able to be there for, for me. It was meant to be, I think like kind of lighthearted, but it has such a heaviness to it. And it has to do with makeup. It was who's going to be there to tell her that like the, that the drugstore mascara is like just as good as the like really expensive Uh, one. And like, I, I remember hearing that when I was so young and I wasn't even really like using, maybe I had like just started mascara, like wearing mascara, but there's so many things I wish I had someone to tell me, like I had had someone to tell me. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, is I don't buy drugstore mascara. I spend a lot of money on <laughs> mascara because I feel like it's better. So it's also interesting because we would disagree, you know, maybe in certain mm. areas. Yeah. I also think makeup's come a long way. And so mm. I think there is probably better out there than there was before. You know, yeah, so, the brand is important. You can't just buy any drugstore mascara. The brand is very important. Well, yeah. And like the kind of brush you get, you know, I like mm. the kind that like separates the lashes. But do you guys think a makeup company is going to want to sponsor us? I think so. <gasps> well, maybe. <laughs> oh my Avon God. Amway, you want to sponsor us? I don't even know if they're around. Looking for sponsors. Yeah. Oh my God. What if Avon? Oh God. <laughs> oh my God. That would uh, be Looking it. for sponsors. Uh, <laughs> Sarah, I have drugstore mascara suggestions for you Ooh. if you like them. So we can we can chat offline, but Thank I have you. suggestions. My mom would appreciate that, I think. <laughs> and I'm actually looking at – so I have the picture next to me. I have like a little cube that I, I keep like my microphone in like when we're not recording. And behind it, I have the picture that is on our logo. So it originally is a black and white photo of her as a child. She looks to be about the age that I was when she passed away. And so something about that just felt really significant and meaningful. I was four and a half. She looks like she's, yeah, like about four and a half or five, maybe six, but she has her hair all done and she's like dressed up so nice. Like, I'm really curious where she's going. She's sitting in the photo. Um, you only see, you only see her face in, in the, in our logo, but the full photo, she's sitting in between her two older sisters and um, they're all dressed very nicely and sitting very properly. And I'm, I'm really curious where they were going, but she's just so adorable. And I feel so sad for, um, I, I connect so much with children and I think it is because my inner child will forever just be like very alive 
in me because that was just such a, it's like that, you know, arrested development is like one of the terms. It's like, I'm kind of stuck in a way at that age. And I'm, I have a lot of processing still to do around being that age that I couldn't do at the time, but now I can. So my therapist always says, that's your 13 year old self talking. Yeah. Or, you know, that's how your 13-year-old self would react. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, that's, there they are again. There they are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there she is. Screw this. This sucks. I feel like it's a span for me, though. It's like from 11 to 15 because my mom was diagnosed when I was 11. So I feel like my 11, 12, 13, 14, 15-year-old self, it depends on what the situation is. But mm-hmm. she'll show up. Oh, yeah. Know? And she is still alive and well. Yeah. Well, I don't know if she's well. <laughs> but sometimes, she's alive. sometimes not. <laughs> yeah, right. I was just going to say I love that picture that you chose, Sarah, mm-hmm. because I, your mom is adorable. Her little oh, face. Oh, know. my gosh. She's so cute. She looks like you, though. Yes. It's so yeah. clearly your mm-hmm. mom. It looks like you. Like, yeah. it looks like it could be a picture of you when you were four. So I love that. I think that's part of it. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. And I feel like that maybe on a subconscious level or I mean, maybe it was more conscious than I realized, but like that would make it subconscious. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. You'll learn. I'm a, I'm a therapist, but it so goes with the pieces of you theme. Like here she is, like you said, and I can see myself so clearly in her, but I didn't exist then. But now I exist. So it's like. But you did, you know, because your egg was inside I mean, her. Really? You know? Your mom had her eggs inside of your grandma, you know. So, I mean, there's that connection is, you know. Like you're born with X amount of eggs. Those, eggs, those yeah, are the only eggs that you have, but you're born you're there. The maternal connections that we have through our life are like so much bigger on like like a metaphysical level even because of. Like our connection to our mothers and the maternal lines in our generations. Yeah, Sarah, Sarah? if you guys could see Sarah's <laughs> eyes right now, Sarah's face. Can we can we take a picture? Oh, I'm my freaking goodness. out, Sarah. Yes, well, because I I'm just realizing so many things, but I'm I'm more so getting nervous. I'm like, am I messing up all my eggs, like for my future children, like all the dis- and I'm like thinking about. Like, are our eggs impacted by our experiences? It's called epigenetics, by the way. Yeah. That feels like another episode. It's I know. My God, this is what... Generational Wait, trauma. I mean, yeah. Generate. Hey, hey. <laughs> okay. oh my God. You guys are going to learn Shadia has a song for everything. Oh. So a lot of singing. Everything I do, I do it for you. All right. Yes, what? I do. Uh, yeah. Um. Erin has been kind of our tech guru, which probably oh, makes her laugh. Mm, probably not. I wouldn't use that word. Okay. Well, you've been <laughs> like our tech researcher. Let's say that. Sure. Yeah. Um, because in the beginning, sure. we're like, what do we use? Mm-hmm. Do we have to get like like a fancy microphone? How does it all connect? Like, do we use a – what platform do we have to do? All the, I mean, that actually took a while to figure yeah. out and for all of us to process. I had already been like – I want to start a podcast. Like it had already been in it had already been in my brain. And then like, you know, when Christine was saying like we had this conversation and it brought up and she was like, Well, actually, and I was like, Oh my God, this is my moment. Um, because <laughs> I had already like looked at like blogs and like researched this kind of stuff for like what are the top microphones to use? What kind of equipment? What's the best like hosting site, editing, all these things. So I had already been looking at like equipment and like trying to budget it out. 
already had those pages bookmarked. So I was just like, I'll research it. Like I got it. <laughs> um, cause I already had done some of the legwork too. Cause I'm weird like that. I didn't even have a plan. I was just like, let's have this in my back pocket. But like you were putting it out into the universe by doing that. I, I, I truly I was like manifesting it. Yes. Oh my God, I was manifesting it. I know so. that's like such like a phrase right now, but I believe in that. But truly, yeah, truly. What do we end up using? What do we have here today? Beats headphones. Sponsor us. Email us at pieces. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> it's connect at pieces. <laughs> if you're going to say the email, right. I'm sorry. Say okay. it correctly. <laughs> Microphones. Um, it's an AKG microphone. They look pretty cool. They had really high ratings. We will put this in our show notes, actually. That would be good, right? Yeah, in a picture. Absolutely. Because these are mm-hmm. they're the least phallic looking microphones. <laughs> That's I keep fine. thinking had, about that. We had conversations <laughs> about that. We were like, I don't really want to. Uh, Wait, feels- I didn't say I didn't really want to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, actually, Christine was like, it was dumb. I'm interested. The other ones, like, but- all of them looked way too phallic. Yeah. And, yeah. and I was like, why are they all like that? So, but this one looks cool. It has a little retro look to yeah. it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm the person where I shop around and find discounts or deals before I buy anything. So I like bought the microphones like separately. Like I got us all discounts on it and everything. And I just like yeah. had them all shipped to me. And then I, I dropped them off at your guys' houses. <laughs> in the pandemic? Like, yeah. In a pandemic. So like COVID yeah. style, I dropped it on your doorstep. <laughs> Touchless. Erin, did I see you then through my window? Yes. Yes. I think we waved yeah. at each other. There yeah, we go. I dropped on the doorstep. I rang the doorbell and then I kind of like stood back a little ways. And then oh I was like, God, that's someday. for Shadia. <laughs> someday we are just going to think know. back on this. So that was originally what this podcast was going to be about, about the last year in life in COVID, which it all is interconnected anyways. Mm-hmm. And then we're using Zoom as our recording Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got connected with Mike Me, M I C M E, and they are a podcast production company. So they're, I guess you could say, a la carte. They'll do everything from like consulting to launching your podcast, which is what we are using them for. And then also they do editing and I'm sure so much more. Um, so they can be just like pieces. Maybe they want to be our sponsor. Ooh. That would be nice. Yeah. Listen, are you listening, Nick? Um, <laughs> and they've been extremely helpful because, again, like we don't know how to get this out into the world. So they basically will take these episodes, edit them, and then end up putting them out to like the nine top, you know, podcast platforms um, and do other things that we have no idea what they do, but it's appreciated. They have been, I just want to say, um, shout out also, like Nick and everybody there, they've been really patient and like walking us through and like very helpful. And we had a couple like little hiccups with our first trailer and it was, uh, so they've, they've been great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we love you guys. <laughs> I mean, that's a great transition of like, well, we've been creating formats, meaning like typing up on word documents, what our formats are going to be for, um, each episode, like an intro and then an outro and where does our music fit in? And that is, <laughs> where we've probably gotten a little confused. I guess I would say one of the most challenging things is to try and figure out the formats of our episodes. Like there's an intro, there's an outro, we have a trailer. Like what's what what's a trailer? What the hell's a trailer? Um, like, oh my gosh, we went back and forth so many times on that. Um, I'm gonna um, insert it's c- kind of been a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> it has been. We've had to but, re-record and yeah. <laughs> 
but that's, that's where okay. like the magic really happens. It really has. You know, I know it this really is sounding has. like sexual, but it's like, you know, in the, the hot mess <laughs> oh is where the magic happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, my bed's right behind me, so phallic <laughs> microphone or not, this is where the magic happens. <laughs> yeah, yes. exactly. In the messiness. Um, I want to say, though, that, you know, Aaron had brought this interest, right? And then all of us seem to have like different areas that we had strengths in. And it has really been natural this whole time, this whole process. It's like, I don't feel like we're pulling teeth for people to do certain things. It's all really been, you know, we all naturally gravitate towards things that we're, we have strengths in and then we get it done. And that has just been awesome. I just want to say thank you guys because... I I just feel like it's been so smooth. It's never felt stressful or I've never felt irritated even. I'm going to tell you that. (laughs) Like I'm like, that says a lot for Christine. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I'm serious though. I just feel like it's all happening and it's in the right time, but also you guys seem to really, you know, be able to step into the roles that you've chosen to take on, right? No one's Mm -hmm. been forced to do anything. Yeah. And we so. all like step in. We're like, no, Sarah's like, I actually really want to work on social media. Yeah. Great. Let's do this. You know? So it, yeah. I just, I love how honest we can be with each other. Like, listen, today's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Shit's going down here. Great. Let's reschedule. Like, yeah. you know how I, I'm, I'm always like, nope, nobody's dying. We're, you know, we're not saving lives here. We're creating a podcast mm-hmm. that may save a life. Bam. Oh, mm-hmm. it might. I mean, I think that's a bit ridiculous to say. <laughs> that's a little ostentatious. I think that as much as I hope this helps other people, I know that it is so important for my own mental health to be doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do want to get into that a little bit just with the last eight, nine months of planning this. Like, What feelings has this brought up to you? Like, What are you hesitant about? Like, Has this through the process, like what type of feelings have been brought up by creating this podcast and having, we are, you know, having to talk about real things related to our mother loss. It feels really vulnerable. You know, some people are like, well, and why are you doing it? Like why? But for so much of my life, I wouldn't or couldn't even talk about it with people who I loved, like my family my partners, my friends, it feels really vulnerable. It's like this whole new thing. It's like, I'm constantly like fluttery feeling of this nervousness and not even about like, you know, messing up during the podcast or something. Like my nervousness comes from sharing this part of me and my life and who I've become. And like, because all of these pieces make me up into who I am and how I present myself to the world. And that is terrifying sometimes. And it's really vulnerable. I have wanted to do something like this for a long time and I'm excited to do it because I know how much I would have wanted something like this when I was 16 or further in my life, like being able to listen to people who had gone through the same experiences as me even now, even now, like so much of why I enjoy this is to be around people who have these same experiences and everything. And I mean, Sarah and I co-host, you know, the monthly group as she climbs mountains and like creating that space is so important even mm-hmm. now, even years later in the grief and, and the healing process. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why I continue to come back to doing these things 
even though it's scary and it's vulnerable, it's ever evolving and ever changing. So by the way, all of us are nodding our heads while Erin yeah. is I speaking. Sometimes like, I don't know if I should say or if I should just like keep it to myself. <laughs> I would love to know feedback on that from the, you know, everyone who's listening. Like, do you want to hear us say, uh-huh, yes. Or do I just keep nodding so you can hear fully what she's saying? That's my inner head talking right now. <laughs> I've had the same thought. That'd be good to know. Unworthiness is, I think, the biggest thing for me was my hesitancy. Like, I a hundred in my head, I was like, I want to do this. Like, I, I want so many things in life. But then it comes down to like, when it actually is like the time, it's like, wait a minute, can I do this? Like, are people actually going to want to listen to this? Like, is this who am I to be speaking like about my life and like people are going to care, you know, like, but then there's another part of me that's like, I'm so special. My life is like so interesting. Everyone should care about my life. So, (laughs) and I feel like I need to kind of find maybe that in between point. Um, Again, it's like, I I have a very egocentric child in me that like wants to be seen and, Mm -hmm. and like, look at me, watch me. But then there's another part of me, and and sadly, this is like the adult part of us. It's like, you're not good enough. Like you can't, Mm -hmm. you can't live up to these expectations. And almost like you haven't had a hard enough story. Like, who are you to be telling? I don't mean you. That's how I feel as well. Like, oh, look at you. Now you're just fine and have a job and a husband and a family. Like your life's not so bad. (laughs) Or you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I can't sometimes feel like I can't back it up. Well, that's what I want to show this is part of why I'm a therapist is like, I want to normalize like struggle and pain and trauma. Like I'm, we're all like, you know, functioning human beings. Like we have jobs and families. I mean, I don't have like a husband or kids yet, but like, I feel like I'm such a work in progress always. Sometimes I feel like I can't function and I can't make it through like the sim, like a day. I think what would be most helpful for me, like if I was someone listening to this, is just to hear myself, like to hear that echoed, you know, by someone else and to know like, that's okay. Like, it's okay. I know this is, again, this is like a, I'm glad this is becoming like a trend to say, but like, it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. There's a validation and a solidarity I feel like you're speaking to that is super, I feel that really mm-hmm. hard. I feel that right here. So mm-hmm. that resonates, especially, well, Mother's Day will probably have passed by the time this goes out there, but that's what week we are on right now. So that mm-hmm. brings up a whole ball of wax for all of us. I feel like I have a really different perspective having been doing the work that I have for so long with She Climbs Mountains. And um, I feel like I've witnessed the power of healing that comes from connecting in this way through sharing our stories. And I think all of you know, I believe uh, a trillion percent in that work. I feel like I've seen it hundreds of times. So many women who have shared that their journey has really changed by sharing their stories and being validated and seen And that those feelings of isolation and loneliness that often accompany grief are really minimized once they're able to be seen in this new way. So I'm 100% in on that. I mean, a trillion percent in on this too, the value of it. I have no hesitation. I believe in it. I believe in it. I feel so grateful to have this connection with the four of us. 
And it just feels so natural and right. And um, we come with really different perspectives, though all of us experienced early loss. Um, and then our, we, we're different ages. So I think that brings a, a different, we have different lenses because of that as well. Different life stages. Yeah. yeah we'll, and we'll, we'll get into that more in our upcoming episodes. But if anything, I'm more like nervous about technical side of it or like, am I doing it right? Or am I, you know, so that it's just interesting to hear you guys <laughs> speak about it. Cause I didn't, I didn't really know where you're at until this conversation. And so I'm bringing more of the nervousness about yeah. like wanting us to sound right and good and, you know, right. But the work itself, I'm a hundred percent in, and I believe it, like I said, largely because I've just seen the power of it so many times over the last, you know, almost seven years. And I would say to wrap up this question that I sometimes struggle with having these hard conversations still about my loss and trauma and I mean, everything like face to face with people. And so this feels like a really like safe place, even though I'm putting it out into the world and that makes me want to throw up a little bit, but I feel like it's a way for me to get it out there without having sometimes that face to face conversations with like the people that I, you know, love the most out there, you know. So it does serve as like a bit of um, healing for me, but I am still nervous <laughs> for it to be out there because I'm so proud of this work and everything done with She Climbs Mountains and Girls Rise Up, but I still don't want to just be the girl without the mom who's now giving back to the girls without the mom. Like I, I still want to be more than that. So that's, I just realized that right now, Actually, I've never thought about that. So that's a bit tricky for me still. I think, wow, where'd that come from? <laughs> Who knew this podcast just keeps giving? <laughs> okay, well, before we wrap up, you guys, I have some questions, quick, quick questions. You guys don't even know what these rapid are going to be. A little bit of a rapid fire, and then we're going to wrap up. So before we get into that, I just... I'm so glad we had this conversation. It's not exactly how I thought it was going to go, but I thought it was better. I just love you guys. It was just so good. So I have seven questions here. I'm going to start with the first question. I want you to be rapid fire about who this is. So the first question is, who's going to cry the most? And then you're going to say the name. Um, I think Christine's going to cry the most. Christine, 100%. (laughs) Yeah, Christine, Christine. (laughs) Who is going to be the most inappropriate? I feel like between yes, myself Shadia and Aaron. and Aaron. Yep. Mm. Same. Well, I'm going to challenge oh. that and I'm going to say I will be. Yeah. I'm going to be the most <laughs> inappropriate. No, I don't know. We'll see. Well, how do, how do we define <laughs> inappropriate? You know, like. Inappropriate. Like not PG-13 getting into the R. That's why I say inappropriate. Like hot mess earlier, Sarah. Remember? Hot mess. Hot mess. See, yeah. I feel like. I feel like I'm underestimated. Everyone's like, oh, you're so sweet. Like, you're so, like, proper. And <laughs> I am just, like, on a mission to prove everyone wrong. Do you want to say, fuck that? <laughs> it's not that I think you're a goody two-shoes. It's just that I think that you can be mm. very professional. And that's a compliment to you. I see you. You're very professional a lot of the time. Can I be, like, R-rated um, professional? That's definitely a thing. Okay. Let's make it a thing. R-rated Christine's professional. That's, that's like, the theme. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. I think that goes. makes you relatable. So I feel like weirdly competitive about being like the most inappropriate one. This is odd. Okay. Who is going to come most prepared? 
I feel like Sarah will come Sarah. most prepared. <laughs> yeah, you guys, see, this is what I need. Or Christine, I was debating me. No offense, Aaron. I wasn't picking myself. That's for damn sure. I'm not picking I, myself. I'm I'm challenged by this one. I know I what I'm like, about, and it's not that. I don't, I don't know. I'll, I'll go with Sarah. I'm the only one who hasn't listened to the mini episodes yet. So I'm technically the least prepared right now, but I like to give the impression I'm really prepared. It's kind of a front. Faker. Mm-hmm. Oh, always. I like, isn't there a term in especially the working world that you're a, um, like every day Imposter. of my working life, I feel like I'm faking it. Imposter. I totally have imposter, imposter. syndrome. I mean, yeah, that's 100%. Real. Right. Anyways, who has the best laugh? I like Erin's laugh. I've never heard her laugh as much as she has today. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I love your laugh because we're always to business. Yeah. We haven't really laughed a lot. Well, thanks. Thanks for liking my no laugh. No problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> David. <laughs> I'm going to say Shadia. I'm going to say Christine. Really? Yeah. I love when okay, Christine gonna... laughs, she like pulls her whole body back because we can yeah. see each other in Zoom. <laughs> I love it. You like really, your whole body really gets into it. It's and you have best. like a, you kind of have a rapid fire laugh. You got it like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh that was a shitty. <laughs> that's genuine. That's genuine. <laughs> okay, you guys are the best. That's where we're gonna end that. Wait, Aaron. 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 Did I, well, you I'm gonna go? round it out and say Sarah. Yeah, I knew. It's just so we're all fair. Oh, we're so sweet. Uh, Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> Everybody gets a medal. There you go. Everybody. Everybody's yeah. a winner today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, ladies. I'm gonna wrap this up. Thank you for listening this week, everyone. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. We release content every other Tuesday. Our next episode, The Impact of Early Mother Loss, part one of a four-part series, will be available on June 8th. You can listen wherever you stream your podcasts. You can also find us at piecesofyoupodcast.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Pieces of You Podcast. Take care of yourselves and remember... If we work together, we can make the broken better. When you feel like you need glue to put back pieces of you, then we will work together to make the broken better. When the wounds are fresh and new and you don't think that they'll heal soon, you gotta stay open. If you share your story, it will get better though it doesn't feel like ever and you'll get stronger it's a journey we'll get through together so let us lift you up let us keep you grounded do you feel our love we'll make sure that you feel surrounded though the tears stream down wipe them off and